Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the JTWS Podcast. This is episode number 273, dedicated to a man who, on February 23rd, 1968, became the first NBA player to score 25,000 points. Mr. Wilt Chamberlain. And as always, thank you for listening and downloading another episode of the podcast. During this episode, we will discuss my excitement about what we witnessed from Mac McClung during the NBA dunk contest and why Jalen Rose thoughts about how much a man should spend on a haircut are out of this world. But before we get to any of that, let's quickly take a trip to Salt Lake City, Utah, to discuss what we witnessed during the NBA All-Star Game. Most of my life and most of your life as well, the NBA All-Star Game was a game between the best players in the Eastern Conference and the best players in the Western Conference. You get players that are the best in the game, uh, NBA MVPs, regular season MVPs, all on one court, centered in one place, celebrating the talent in the NBA, they have skills competitions, the three-point competition, the dunk contest. They have a Rising Stars game, which is a great way to celebrate the talent in the league prior to the biggest event of the weekend, which is the NBA All-Star game. When I was growing up, I had no problem with the format. Actually, I love the format. You mean I can get Kevin Garnett? And Chris Weber and Tim Duncan all on one team. You add in Stefan Marbury and Allen Iverson and Vince Carter and Jason Kidd all on the other team. Hey, buddy, I'm here for it. And NBA fans loved it. My first All-Star game that I remember watching was a 1998 NBA All-Star game in Madison Square Garden. Michael Jordan's last All-Star game with the Chicago Bulls. Kobe Bryant's first All-Star game. You had four players from the Los Angeles Lakers on the Western Conference. You add in uh, Penny Hardaway and Grant Hill and all these young cats that are playing in this game. It was fun to watch. You add in Shreve Abdul-Rahim and Glenn Rice went on a terror scoring 8, 10, 12 straight points, and he was hot from deep. Reggie Miller's on that squad. Rick Smith was on that squad. I remember that game. It's fun to watch. As a youngster, I replayed that v uh, VHS over and over and over and over again. Yes, we recorded the game via VHS. Then all of a sudden, I just started replaying it, replaying it, replaying it. Well, over the past few years, the NBA has decided to try to change things up. The product on the on the court during the All-Star game is not what it used to be. It's not players going all out. It's not players representing their conference or representing their team or representing who they are and bringing their talents to the NBA and saying, hey, how about we put on a show and put on a, a highly competitive game during portions of that game? It's not what it used to be. So we have seen, let's go pick up stop. Y'all be doing y'all be doing all the stuff during the Chris Brick Chris Brickley uh, pickup games in the summer. How about we do a pickup style game? So you have all the players that are that have been voted in to play in the All Star game, and then it's literally pick Giannis versus LeBron, or LeBron versus KD, or LeBron LeBron versus Steph. Whoever the top two vote are in each conference, those are the captains. And all of a sudden, you got your guys you're uh, picking to be uh, the starters. And the guys you're picking, you're picking to be the reserves on your squad. And then all of a sudden, that ain't enough. The product on the court keeps getting worse. It's a layup line, three-point contest, layup line, three-point contest, literally in the All-Star game. And then what do we get now? We get the NBA. This is what I'm going to make a statement here in a very in, in a little bit. I'm saying all this to get to a point. 
we get the NBA, who is all of a sudden now going to say, well, we don't want to hurt any feelings, and we don't want any, anybody to be labeled as a last pick. So how about we pick the reserves in this pickup-style All-Star game, pick the reserves prior to picking the starters? Newsflash, whoever decided that did not use their brain, you're still going to get a last pick. That does not eliminate who would be last picked. It just puts them in a different portion of the draft process. I don't know what y'all do in the NBA office or who or where y'all at, maybe a Zoom meeting or two to decide on these things. That one didn't make any sense. And even as I talk about it right now here on the show with you, it still doesn't make any sense. You know who was last picked? The 14th um, last picked reserve in the NBA All-Star Game uh, ballot, set ballot, draft. It's new wording for me. I'm still getting used to it. Jaron Jackson Jr. Memphis Grizzlies. What he was? An NBA All-Star. So if you want to say he's the last pick, that's a problem. Okay, great. Here's what he is. An NBA, uh, NBA All-Star. That still means something. So if that does not mean what it used to, who is to blame for what's going on? Is it the NBA front office? Partially. Is it the players? Is it the coaches? Who is it? I put the blame on the players. You go back and watch all the All-Star games. You can go back to the 70s, the 60s. Watch all the All-Star games. The 2001 NBA All-Star game is still my favorite game. It was a big lead by the West. All of a sudden, you get the East, the East, the East to crawl back, crawl back, crawl back. And what do you get? You get a phenomenal finish, Stefan Marbury hitting some big shots, and the crowd goes wild in D.C. I loved that game. I don't know if we'll ever get that level of competitiveness in an All-Star game ever again, not just in my lifetime. Well, say my lifetime. Probably will, but it's going to take a revamping of the players' mindsets because what do we do when we watch the All-Star game now? And I watched a hot second of it, a cup of coffee. Couldn't watch it very long. Can I turn it on? Three-pointer, 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 three-pointer. Oh, pull it from half court. Oh, here's a dunk. Here's a dunk. Here's a dunk. What about playing basketball? What about showcasing all of your talent? Not just the shooting. Not just the layups. But all of your talent. What about going hard against a teammate that's your, that's your teammate in the regular season, but you're not on the same team now? How about you going and going off on them? One of the weirdest things about the All-Star game is that when it comes to the All-Star game and in this pickup style, you get these cats at the summertime playing pickup games, they go hard in the paint, man. They go hard. They don't care who you are. They're coming to take you out and to create bragging rights. For some reason, these players have lost that. Now, you may want to say, Jay, what about injuries? Okay, cool. That's a thought which has led players to, not, to now play this way in this form of basketball in the NBA All-Star game. When was the last time? Okay, not last time. Name five players you know that have been injured in the NBA All-Star game. I'll wait. Put them on YouTube. Put them on Twitter. Tweet at me at jsteven07 on the, on the Bird app. Let me know. Name five players that have been injured in the NBA All-Star game. I, I mean, yeah, LeBron had, his, LeBron had his, a finger thing. Okay, yes. Things like that might happen. But for the most part, I can't remember. I, can't, I don't remember that many injuries in the NBA All-Star game. The Pro Bowl, football is a different story. Um, but even then. 
play football. Like, the Pro Bowl was a thing. The Pro Bowl was something that you wanted to play in. Now, yes, it was at a destination in Hawaii in Aloha Stadium. No longer there. You're playing it on um, uh, in, the, in Vegas, in Orlando. I get all of those things. But that was a destination in the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl product has gone down as well. But I blame the players for all of this in the NBA because no matter the format, no matter if it is the pickup style game, which we're having now, or East versus West, or whatever it is, the players are playing the game. The players are the ones on the court. The players are the ones that people come to watch and play and pay a whole bunch of money to uh, see play in this game. And ultimately, who is responsible for the quote-unquote layup line in the All-Star game? The players. Who is responsible for all the three-point shots that we're seeing in the All-Star game? The players. Who is responsible for the lack of competitive play in the All-Star game? The players. Now, they're not even really playing quarters. They're, they're having a target point. Okay, look, just play basketball. Just play basketball. And if you're worried about hurting somebody's feelings, think about this. These are grown men. They can handle it. Don't coddle and don't make the game softer for them to appease their uh, their self-esteem and the person that, and who they are. No, 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 no. Play basketball. Get a format. Stick to it. Don't be soft. Let the boys play. Maybe it's another generation that takes pride in going after the person across from them and saying, I don't care who you are. I'm going after you. I'm coming after you hard. I'm taking things out. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's generation now. Once they're gone, the John Morant and those that are of his draft cycle in his generation in the NBA, maybe those are the players that come out and they – start being more competitive and take more pride in the one-on-one matches in the All-Star game and winning the All-Star game. I don't know what the answer is, but all I know is this. The players are to blame for what we're watching during the All-Star game, and I hope, I hope, I hope somebody gets to them, starts to change things up, and makes the game better because the viewing, the viewership during the All-Star game this year, let me get this correct, um, ratings declined at 29%. And viewership 27% from last year's All-Star game. Just from a year ago. Just in 2022. Declined 29%. Viewership declined 27% from last year's game. The record low audience places the NBA All-Star game well behind this year's NFL Pro Bowl. And some of y'all say the Pro Bowl is unwatchable. The NBA All-Star game is more unwatchable than the All-Star game in the National Football League. This year's declines are the steepest for the game since the year 2000. Keep in mind, the year 2000 was after a lockout year. Let's keep everything in context. There was no all-star game, dunk contest, three-point contest in 99. Lockout, none of that stuff happened. 2000, it came back. Who's in the front of all this? Numerous elite players. I'm not calling names out. But they are the ones who are leading the pack and paving the way and creating the culture. So maybe they are to blame for the culture and what we're watching during the NBA All-Star game. Something needs to change. Because next year, I don't even know if I really want to turn the game on or watch it at all. Because of what I saw this year, it has turned me off from wanting to watch the NBA All-Star game. As I say that, I realize it's going to be in my hometown, um, the town I live in right now, Indianapolis, Indiana. So that may be a compelling reason for me to want to watch the All-Star game because it's literally being played 20 minutes from where I currently live. The All-Star game was fun. 
Well, no, no. All-Star Game used to be fun to watch. Let's correct that thing. It's not that way anymore. What was fun to watch was Mac McClung during the dunk contest do dunks that he's been doing since high school. Some of them in-game dunks, but doing them in the dunk contest, getting a contract with the 76ers, and ultimately showcasing all of his skills, that's great. Once again, the dunk contest used to be a whole lot better than it was. I'm not, and I've heard some statements that were made after Mac McClung in the dunk contest and how people view him and how, um, and how, uh, his performance may have done certain things for the dunk contest. We're going to attack those things very, very soon. But when it comes to Mac McClung and the dunk contest, what he did was amazing. We've seen a lot of those dunks before. We have seen him jump over people. Now, the one where he jumped over the two guys and uh, hit that mug off the backboard and then dunked that thing in. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Buddy, where are you from? <laughs> where do you get hops like that? Because white man can jump. We have all seen the movie. Well, many of us have seen the movie. White man can't jump. Good comedy. A lot of stuff going in there. A little drama in there as well. It's a fun movie to watch. Contrary to the title of that movie. White man, or excuse me, this white man can jump because Mac McClung put on a show. It was great for a nightcap of NBA All-Star Saturday night. This was another portion of the All-Star weekend that I watched religiously. From the, I, I, the skills competition really wasn't my jam. Something I really was a was something that I would say, oh, I want to watch that over and over and over. But since it's here, I'll watch it. The three-point contest and the dunk contest always get me. The three-point contest, they could eliminate that four-point four point ball, four-point shot. That don't really do nothing to me. Like, I, I, I'm big, I, I really don't care. Um, a lot of people probably don't care either. Adding 10 seconds, five seconds per shot, I, I like that. I mean, it's a great little way to get some more time. There are still players that are there that don't get all the shots up. So, great. 60 seconds versus 70 seconds in the three-point contest. A four-point shot at two different spots on the wing. Okay, cool, cool, whatever. The dunk contest, man, it's been lacking in some appeal. I'm not, I'm not lacking it. I don't care what the star. I don't care if the stars come out there and 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 dunk the dunk contest. I don't care. All I want are players that can get out there, do some high flying dunks that are amazing. That's all I care about. And Mac McClung is someone who was a viral sensation since high school. Got out there, found a way to get in the NBA in the NBA dunk contest, and buddy. That young man put on a show. He already said he's going to be there next year if they'll have him back. Hey, Zion, if you healthy, that's your competition. Hey, Ja, get out there. I want to see y'all compete. And I don't care who the fourth person is. Get out there. Let's have some fun. Because Matt McClung, he's one of those guys after, after a performance like that, you get some attention. He got a contract with Puma. Had some other stuff come his way after that dunk contest. Mac McClunk is something that the NBA has been needing. Um, somebody different to kind of come up. Now you got the Aaron Gordon and um, Zach Levine show. And I think Aaron Gordon still should have won that. But I think seeing that also, that may get in the way of some people wanting to compete in the NBA dunk contest. Um, that was a show. That was also, what, four, a while ago? I think at least five-plus years ago since we've had that. 
It's hard, man. The standard in the dunk contest has been set so high. People keep saying, oh, well, we set the dunk contest back 20 years. Are we really or are our set expectations so high? I don't know, man. I don't know what the answer is. I know the answer for what we saw on Saturday was let Mac McClung do more dunks in four. Great. <laughs> cool. I'm sure he had eight to ten in his bag. There was a video going around of the dunk he did in sweatpants in the Lakers practice facility. I can't describe it here via the words. You kind of got to go on the Instagram or Google uh, Mac McClung dunk on, or dunk at Lakers practice facility or something along those lines. You'll see the dunk that I'm talking about and quickly realize why it was so special about what he did. Mac McClung, great for the NBA All-Star weekend. His performance, a whole lot better than the NBA All-Star game. That's cool, man. Come here next year. Do it again. Your boy wants to see you bring the house down in downtown Indianapolis during NBA All-Star Weekend in 2024. Speaking of, speaking of bringing the house down or getting all of the attention, a fresh cut can change a man's confidence, can change a man's mindset. A fresh cut can have you acting brand new. Mac McClung may have been acting brand new after the dunk contest. And as I know, as I recently got a haircut, but less than a week ago, I walked out of there. And I had a different pep in my step. A fresh cut for a man, it does something to him. It does something to him that not many things can do for him. Now, you may say, Jay, what is it, getting a new pair of shoes? Does that get you hyped? Yeah, but a fresh cut's different. Getting a new car? Yeah, a fresh cut is different. Yeah, getting a new house, that's, a, that's an exciting thing, a really exciting thing. But there's something special about getting a haircut. A fresh haircut. Your line is crispy. Those of y'all watching right now via the YouTube, that part is crispy. My guy Dario, he got me right. Did a little bald fade on the sideburns. If you can see that there, I can't get there. Kind of hard to get closer. Got a little bald fade there on the sideburns. Fade, balded that thing out. Did a taper fade at, uh, by my ear. Balled a part of the, part of the uh, beard out and then faded it into that. That boy got me right. So right that while my fiance was making a video about me and trying to be goofy as we were going somewhere uh, to have a little fun on a Saturday afternoon, she dropped this, this line. Ooh, he looked good. Now, I had a pep in my step. But when your woman says, ooh, he looked good after getting a haircut, that does something to you. Well, I say all that to say this. Jalen Rose is one of the guys in media who always has a fresh cut. Always. It's a crispy hairline. My guy, Michael Smith, when he was on um, the His and Hers podcast and His and Hers, a TV show, and he worked for the ESPN. Honestly, just to be honest with you, I, I have not watched Michael Smith very much since he left ESPN. I know he hosts uh, Brother from Another on the, on the Peacock and he did some stuff for Thursday Night Football with Amazon. I know he did all of those things. Honestly, I haven't watched Michael Smith do very much. But when Michael Smith was on the ESPN, the worldwide leader, his hairline was crispy. Somebody said his barber's clippers were anointed. These are words that were to describe Michael Smith. Great. Michael Smith never, I don't remember him ever making a statement saying how much a man should spend on a haircut. I don't remember it. Jalen Rose says men should spend a minimum of $100 per haircut. Um, Are you crazy? Some men can afford it. 
Most men don't want to afford it or don't want to pay for it. And a lot of people in America cannot afford $100 per haircut. Now, there was a segment of people out there. I talked to my barber about this last time I got a cut. He said he has people that come in on a one, uh, once a week cycle. You get a haircut every week. Some people get a haircut every two weeks. Some people get a haircut once a month. Now, if you're getting a haircut once a week, $400 a month, you're budgeting for a haircut, you could probably use that money elsewhere, especially with inflation and as food costs keep going up and up and up, you could probably use that in another way. Now, I am a guy that gets a haircut every two weeks. So for me, that'd be 200 bucks. I don't want to spend 200 bucks on my hair. I just recently up my cost um, and the tip that I paid my barber. I, 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 I'm not saying I can't. I, I could do it. I just don't want to. That's a lot of money. And with people trying to save money or make certain trips or make plans in their future, that money could be used elsewhere. You don't have to spend that much money on a haircut. You don't. What I got here, I'm not going to I, I pay, I will tell you, I don't care. It's a haircut. I pay $40 plus a tip, round it up. I've spent, I spent, I've been spending 50 bucks on a haircut. Now, I say I can afford it. I don't want to. I don't want to spend 100 bucks on a haircut, on a quality haircut. And also, let me just tell you a little newsflash. You don't need to spend that much money for a quality haircut. You don't. When COVID hit, I was paying $25 for a haircut. COVID kind of raised the prices. Um, I was still able to get a haircut during COVID. And uh, $25 went to, it may have been $20 at the time, but it went up to $25, went up to $30, went up to $35. And it seems like every time I've been trying to find a new barber, their base price is $35 for the head, the taper, the beard, all that jazz. It's about $30. I'm spending a lot of time in a barber chair to get my haircut. Generally, the normal haircut with this oh, 45 minutes, I've been spending in a chair. Last barber, I spent an hour consistently, sometimes an hour 15, hour and 20. That was way too long, a really long time. But those are the things that you have to do with a budget, what it takes to look good. I want to look good, man. I'm here on the YouTube with you today. Try to do more stuff on the YouTube. Um, I want to look good for myself. I want to represent myself well. I want to represent my uh, parents well. And I want... I want to look good when I'm with my woman. These are all motivation factors to get a haircut consistently. But a hundred bucks for a haircut is for a quality haircut. You don't need to. And if I'm going to sit here and tell you I'm paying 40 and he's saying a hundred for a quality haircut, you could quit. Okay. You could tell my barber gets down with the clippers. Like I'm not trying to sugarcoat it. My barber gets down with the clippers. My previous barber got down with the clippers. It's just what they do. It's their profession. They're good at it. And I was nowhere close to spending 100 bucks on a haircut. If I spend 100 bucks on a haircut, buddy, you better <laughs> you better wash my hair. I don't got much. You better put some conditioner on my hair. You better get me the, the hot towel. Um, you better use that razor all over the place. Um, you better add in some extra things, extra services for $100 per haircut for a quality haircut. If I'm going to more than double what I paid for a quality haircut, you better give me all the treatment, but that's not needed. That's not needed. I ain't never got my hair washed at a barber shop. Conditioner, when I had an afro, I did that myself. When it comes to the beard, I have my own products and things that I use to keep my beard looking good and looking fresh. I don't need the barber to do all that stuff. There are things I can do by myself. And if I don't need to spend $100 for a quality haircut, 
I'm not going to. Most people can probably afford it. Also, people don't want to. It's also not needed. Jalen Rose. $100 to you ain't a lot of money because you, you, you've been racking in the money in different avenues, collecting checks for quite a long time. The average man in America is not going to do that. One, they probably don't want to spend the money on it. But two, <laughs> they don't need to. Guys, just find me back here on the YouTube. Two shows in the week. The thought of going daily on here has been a thought of mine. It's not probably not going to happen um, due to time's sake and um, different things going on in my life right now. For planning, planning for a wedding later this summer, and uh, that's a lot of time. Um, I'm spending my free time preparing for that big day. But we may come back doing a couple shows a week every now and then, kind of spice things up and to keep things fresh right here on the Jay Stevens Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter. At jstevens07. You can send all of your emails to jstevenspod at gmail.com. Subscribe to the podcast on the YouTube. Just search the J Stevens Podcast. You'll find the YouTube page. You'll find this video. Hit that subscribe button and you will get alerted every time. And it, hit, the, hit that subscribe button and the bell. You will get notified every time a new video goes live. Five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a comment on the review section on Apple. It's a free way to help this show grow. Five-star reviews, guys. Five stars. All we're looking for here. Five-star reviews, and you'll help the show grow and help more people come across the Jay Stevens Podcast. This has been Episode 273 of the Jay Stevens Podcast. I will see you next time.